You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're listening to episode 115 of the Blended Family Podcast. I've got to say, I'm really happy with the way the podcast is growing. You're listening, you're telling your friends, the group is growing every day, and I'm watching the interaction between you and that group, and it warms my heart. Some of you are meeting in there and forming connections that you're taking even outside of the group. And by the way, if you're new and you don't know what I'm talking about, we have a private Facebook group on Facebook, which you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. This is a place where you can share and give advice and support. If you're looking for the regular Facebook show page for updates and information about the podcast, that one is at facebook.com slash blendedfamilypodcast. And the links are always in the show notes for you too if you can't write it down. Anyway, with the growth of the show in the group, I'm finding it hard to personally respond to every message. There are over 300 members in there now, and it's great. But as the posts increase, I'm having trouble keeping up. Please know that I try to read everything and respond when I can. Sometimes it looks like you all have it covered, in which case I may not chime in. With my personal emails and messages, I will eventually respond, just not always within that first week like I want to. You know, if this were my only job, and that would be a dream, then I would be more on top of things. But I'm already working a full-time job, which is the job that pays the bills, So time is definitely an issue for me. So please know, I will get to your questions as soon as I can. Please be a little patient with me because between the podcast and my job, I do need to find some time to dedicate to my family as well. If you have an emergency, reach out to me through Facebook Messenger. I'm a little quicker on there as I have access to it all day long. I wanna thank you all for the feedback on last week's show on step parents who do not like their stepchild. It was a pretty controversial topic to cover, which is why I think I was putting it off, but so many of you responded that you appreciated me covering that topic. It's so easy for all of us to talk about what we love about our blended families and even about the things that are challenging, but talking about some of the things we hate can be hard to do. Several of you are struggling with it openly, But after the show, so many more of you were able to admit your struggles as well. You felt comfortable to do it. If there are other topic ideas you want me to cover, please let me know, because I want to talk about the issues that you need help with. But thank you for all of that feedback. That was really, really wonderful. I am also open to talking with you if you have experience to share. I'm about to do an interview with a listener who has struggled with an emotionally abusive partner, My guests on the show do not need to always be an expert. Those of you who have different experiences from living life in a blended family also have a lot to offer this audience. So please keep that in mind and reach out to me. Aside from that, I am open to the more casual family interviews, which we've previously done, where we do a quick chat about your family to air on a future episode. Those are always the same format and I give you the questions in advance. The Blended Family Podcast isn't just about me or my family. It's about all of us. That's why I like for all of us to get to know one another and connect. Sharing our life stories is the best way to do that. 
If you're interested in being on a future show with me to talk about your own family, just reach out to me, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. When you feel like you need a little more support than what the group or podcast can offer, you can book a coaching session with me. We can work together one-on-one to see if we can come up with some solutions for what might be troubling you. You can book a session right from the website or simply go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash schedule. I don't know for how much longer I'm going to offer the introductory price of only $65 for a full hour session. So if it's something you've been thinking about, take advantage now of that low price. And if you're not sure, we can set up a free consultation over the phone so you can determine if we're a good fit for one another. So now that that's all out of the way, let's get into the topic today, when exes tell stories. Unfortunately, it's common for exes to badmouth one another to the kids and to other people. I'm hoping that's none of you. I pride myself on having listeners who do the right thing most of the time, but we all make mistakes sometimes. There's a difference between truth-telling and storytelling. Divorce is painful, and many times people are victims to terrible behavior. It's only natural to want to share our story with those closest to us, And that's okay to a certain extent. There's a way to share details without opinions or to share without purposely making someone look bad. Many people forget that when they're hurting. And also let's recognize that some people just don't care. They want to make someone look bad. When we're telling a truth of what happened, we need to stick to facts without embellishing, without attempting to make someone look like a terrible person, If someone acts terrible, the facts will show that on their own without you trying to make it sound worse. When we tell a story, we tend to exaggerate to make the other one look bad and to make us look more the victim. Why is this a problem? Well, besides it being unfair to the person who isn't there to defend himself, it can cause all kinds of problems. When the children hear the stories, it can be very painful to them No child wants to hear anything bad about their parent from someone else. When other family, friends, coworkers, or teachers hear it, it can damage that person's reputation. You may think, so what? Who cares? But that is still the parent of your child. You don't want people thinking that of your child's parent. And this can cause repercussions down the road that someone can't recover from. We don't need to make others look bad in order to make ourselves look good. I know it's tempting, especially if someone really hurt you, but rely instead on confiding in some close friends or family for support, or even a community like this one. That way you don't cause pain to your children or others. So what is healthy and what is not? Well, like I said, stick to the facts and remember who you're talking to. So to give you an example, let's say your previous partner cheated on you. It is a fact, so it's okay to share that detail with a friend, although you may not want to share that with your five-year-old child. If your child's 15, then it's probably okay to share that information. But when you do it, stick to the facts. Don't make the story bigger than it is. Avoid opinionated adjectives. Avoid filling in your own missing information. Does that make sense? Let me give you another example. If you believe your ex is what you might call a deadbeat parent, you don't need to say that in those words. You can say, my ex isn't fulfilling their responsibilities right now as a parent. 
instead of calling them a deadbeat. Also, when talking to our children, I recommend sprinkling in some positives with the facts. So going back to a cheating partner, you might say something like, dad made some other choices and he decided to have an affair, but he's still a great parent and he loves you so much. Or right now your mom isn't able to parent you responsibly, but that doesn't mean she's a terrible person and it doesn't mean she doesn't love you. See, there's absolutely no reason to hurt our children by telling them hurtful information. Maybe the ex is a terrible person, but your child doesn't need to be told that right now. It's their parents. Again, take the ages and maturity of the child into consideration. Some kids can handle more than others. Now, if you have done this in the past and you want to fix it, you can start with an apology to your ex and to those you shared the information with. And it doesn't need to be a big deal. You can say something like, I know in the past I've said things that aren't completely true, and I regret that. I'm sorry. That person may or may not accept your apology, but at least you've acknowledged that you've done it. And in most cases, your apology will be accepted and it will be appreciated. And then you can make a decision to move forward and not behave in the same way. And that's all I'm gonna say about bad-mouthing an ex, because like I said, I imagine most of you know not to do that if you've been listening to me for a while. Besides, we all have complete control over what we decide to say or not say to others. So instead, I want to focus the rest of the show on what to do if this is happening to you, because that's something that you don't have control over, but it's probably causing you great pain. And I will start with a letter I got from a listener. He says, Melissa, I have been divorced from my ex for two years now. My ex is a narcissist and also a very controlling, emotionally abusive woman. I left her because after 10 years of marriage, I could no longer handle it. She believes I cheated on her with a coworker who I started dating after the divorce. I did not have an affair, even though it was tempting. I did not act on it. Anyway, since the divorce, she has belittled me to everyone, has told everyone that I cheated, including my children. She has told the teachers at school that I'm a horrible parent. She's blasted me on social media, and she's turned many family members against me. There seems to be no end in sight as she never tires of causing me pain. I'm tired of this, but mostly I'm concerned with my children seeing me in a different light. I've noticed that they treat me differently sometimes, especially the first day they get to my house from their time with her. I don't know what to do. Please help as I don't know how much more I can take. Sincerely, Steve. Thank you, Steve, for writing in. And I'm sure many of you who are listening right now can relate to this. I do tell you all the time that we cannot control what others do, and unfortunately, it's the same here. We can't stop an ex from telling our children terrible things about us. We can't stop them from talking to family and friends and attempting to turn others against us. So a lot of this is going to have to do with how we handle ourselves. The first thing I'd want to tell you to do is try and have a conversation with the ex and let them know how this is making you feel and why it needs to stop, but really... We know that won't go over well. This person knows what they're doing. They probably don't care how you feel. So most likely that isn't going to help at all. It's definitely worth a try. But if you did do something terribly wrong to your ex and you've never apologized, start there. They may not accept your apology and that's okay. But if they feel wronged by you, the first thing you want to do is say that you're sorry for the behavior that caused them pain Acknowledge that you know it doesn't make it better, 
but that you're sorry for what you did. And it may not stop them from spreading stories, but it might help. Now, let me ease your mind for a moment. When it comes to kids, and really most people too, truth becomes evident on its own. No matter what is usually being said, if it's lies, people can see through that. Even if it's not right away, the truth always comes out somehow. When someone needs to badmouth, that person is the one that looks like they have a problem. They come across looking rude, petty, or judgmental, especially when the person being spoken about is doing the right thing, right? If someone is calling you a terrible parent, but you always show up for your kids and you always do the right thing, well, that'll be apparent to everyone else. So then the tables turn and the talker is the one who ends up looking bad. Also, as kids get older, they do see the entire picture with clearer eyes, without parents needing to fix anything or say anything. The kids may be confused when they're young, but you can't fool a teenager. And that teenager is going to grow up and be angrier toward the parent who is doing the bad mouthing. In many cases, that is how it's played out, as long as the other parent doesn't retaliate. So I would tell you, do not tell stories back, no matter how tempting that can be. All that will do is place the kids right in the middle of a big mess. You can say, I'm sorry that you're hearing some information from your mom or dad, and I'm sure it's confusing to you. If you have questions about the truth, I will be happy to share that with you, but I won't talk badly about them to you. You have to keep doing the right thing, even though you're being wronged. One day the kids will realize that, although you could have stooped to the level of the, the parent that you didn't and they'll respect you for that. For other family members, coworkers, friends, I would kind of tell you the same thing, although those people don't always need an explanation from you like your kids do. If it's someone close to you, you can offer the same thing. Let them know that you're open to a conversation if they wanna hear your side of things, which will be truthful without emotion, but if they aren't open to it and they wanna believe what someone else tells them, you have to accept that. Again, when someone is saying terrible things about you, eventually they are the ones who will appear in the wrong. People see through these kind of things. In the case of you, Steve, you are dealing with a narcissist, so it's a little harder. Narcissists are very good at appearing right, at pulling people into their corner, at playing the victim role. Even so, narcissists have a way of pushing people away at the same time. People do see through narcissistic behavior after a while. It's an unattractive trait, and many people can spot a narcissist right away. As far as damage control, it's necessary. There comes a time when you have to say something to defend yourself. Not so much to outside people sometimes, but to your kids, definitely, yes. If the lies are so great, you might wanna sit down with the kids let them know that some of the information they're hearing is incorrect. You don't need to call the other parent a liar, even though it may be accurate, but you can share your version of things. You can let them know that you're open to all questions. If it's something you can't answer due to their age, well, tell them that. If something comes out that makes you look bad, but it's the truth, then own it. Apologize for it. Explain your actions. Let them know that you have an open door policy. 
Remind them that no matter what is going on between the adults, that it has nothing to do with them. Most important, do not use this time to speak badly of the other parent. That'll make you look just as bad. You can talk about your own actions without saying anything bad about anyone else. So if you cheated, and I only keep using this example, well, because of the letter and it's also just an obvious example, you can say, yes, I did cheat and I was wrong to do it and I'm sorry about it. As opposed to, yes, I cheated because your mom or dad was not a good spouse. Now, if you did not cheat, say, I know you're being told that I cheated, but I did not and I hope that you believe me one day. I'll give you another example. Your ex is saying you don't pay child support, but you do. You can simply show them the evidence that you're paying, whatever it might be. Show the children why this isn't true with facts, with evidence. And if any of it is true, explain what is true about it and why. When children see that you're willing to be honest, Even if it does make you look bad, then they tend to believe everything that you say. When they know they can come to you with a question and you'll answer it, or at least try your best, they'll come to you more often. When they see that no matter what the other parent says, you're the mature one who doesn't retaliate, they'll start understanding the bigger picture. If you have flaws, point them out to your kids before the other parent has a chance to if you can. We aren't supposed to be perfect, we're human. Our kids need to know of our imperfections because it helps them to understand their own. If we always act like we never make a mistake, then they will never think it's okay for them to make a mistake. When we point out our own flaws to our children, we have control over how it's presented. When we allow the other parent to do it, they'll never do it gently, they'll try and make us look bad. So whenever you have an opportunity to talk to your children about the divorce or circumstances of the divorce, you can share. Share what you feel you may have done wrong. Share what you learned from it. When you're the bigger person, it always pays off in the long run. Another option, something you can try, is to talk to another family member of your ex. So if you have a relationship with maybe an ex-in-law or brother or sister of your ex, You can try to talk to them about what's been going on and ask if they can talk to your ex. It's not always an option, but well, it's worth a try. You know, I can't make this go away for you and there's no easy fix. That's because when we rely on someone else to change, well, we may never get that. All I can tell you is how to deal with your own emotions here, how to deal with other people who have a poor opinion of you because of someone else. This stuff hurts, but when you do your absolute best, at least you know that you can sleep at night. And let me reassure you, no matter what you may have done in the past and what people have against you, it doesn't mean you're a terrible person and that people are gonna think this of you forever. Some of you are being spoken of for things you never did. Others of you may have done something bad, but you still don't deserve to be spoken of negatively, especially if you're doing the right things now. Eventually, whether an ex has a leg to stand on or not, your efforts of continuing to do the right thing will pay off. The ex will find it no longer interesting or valuable to keep spreading stories. Your actions as a human being will be evident to everyone else, and your ex will just look like a storyteller. In the meantime, hold your head up and focus your efforts into parenting and not what everyone else thinks of you. Remember that quote I always use, 
it's none of my business what you think of me. It's none of my business what you think of me. Okay, I want you to be more concerned of how you feel about yourself rather than what others think. Your children love you as their parent no matter what. So hold on to that. In the long run, things will be okay. So for Steve and the rest of you in a similar position, and I know that's many of you, I hope today's show helps. If you're a listener who's dealt with this in the past and you found something that helped you or you want to offer any advice or feedback, you can email me. Or why not send a voicemail, speakpipe.com forward slash blended family podcast. The link for that is in the show notes as well. And I would love to start getting some voicemails from you and I can play them on a future show. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back next week where I'll be bringing you an interview. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.